0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon and happy Friday. So glad that you are joining me as we are finishing up this week. And like I said yesterday, we are going to be talking also next week more about this all this this problem that all of us seem to have about negative talking, critical thinking, that inner critic inside of us, and how we battle that, how we manage that. And a lot of that goes back to, my internal world. What do I allow to have to happen within myself? Because that really is the place, the only place I really truly have control. I don't necessarily have control over my feelings in terms of when they appear. I do have control over how I handle them. But I can't really choose my feelings. And I can't really choose my thoughts. I can choose what I think about my thoughts. And I can really work with my mind, with my brain, to generate less negative thinking. I can certainly do that. But this is kind of mental hygiene. This is managing that internal world. And part of the internal world is the way that I think. So think about... What, what are your friends and family members like? What are, what are the people in your life? How do they talk? Are they negative talkers? Do they, are they highly skeptical, highly cynical? Do they always say that, oh, woe is me, or, you know, yeah, it might be good, but you never know, or, well, we'll see. You know, these, it, it, do you have people in your life that are like this, or are you the one generating it yourself? Are you picking it up from them? Are you generating it mostly yourself? See, the crazy thing is most of us have internal conversations that sound a whole lot like this terrible, horrible world that we live within. And many times we're not even aware of the thinking until we start to really listen. So I'm sure you can think of a time when you felt nervous and your inner voice, that disapproval, inner critic went on and on about what you can't do, what you don't have, you don't have this done, you don't look this way, you don't act this way, you don't drive that kind of car, you don't make enough money. Whatever it is, the inner critic inside of you consistently is talking about. See, negative talk, it's, it's not a new thing. And the struggle, though, is real, but it is not old. The Bible is very prolific about the way that we think. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you this, I tell this to clients repeatedly. I say, you are not your brain. We don't see brains floating to heaven. You decide what to do with that amazing computer in the top part of your head. You either use it for your benefit or it will use you. And I want you to think about your computer. You don't go everywhere Google prompts you to go. You don't believe everything you read on the internet, do you? Well, don't believe everything you think. Challenge what you think. Challenge the thoughts. Are they true? Are they godly? Are they helpful? Are they going to actually cause me to grow to be a better person? So when we talk about this negative self-talk, why is that voice inside of your head so mean? Why do we have that? Some have it more than others some have a better handle on it some it's more natural not to be quite as negative but it really started way back it's in the very very depths of our creation and it came with the fall and it's a part of the way our brain is hardwired and we've talked about that wonderful book words can change your brain and, and it tells very specifically all the imaging they've done, the brain scans, the measuring, the watching how the brain works. They know that it always goes to a negative thought first. It always creates a negative thought first. And we want to ask ourselves, what, what is going on in my mind? Who's in control of my mind? Is it me? Is it the enemy? Is it God? Who's generating all this thinking? Because some of the thoughts don't come from us some of them are dropped into our mind by the enemy some of our thoughts are not original to us they are learned from our childhood some of our thoughts are part of our culture and americans think a certain way and then within america we have a whole bunch of other cultures that think in very divergent ways one of the things that causes so much struggle and strife and wreaks havoc on our culture, is how differently we think and how we see things very differently, how we experience things so differently. So your brain pays extra attention to potential threats because it wants to keep you safe from harm, and and that means emotional harm as well. So it's always going to where there may be pain as a way to problem solve. The problem is, many times if we follow where that thought goes, we find ourselves in a quagmire. And we find no hope there. So what you wanna think about is throughout the day, thoughts, they surface at random. They're based, like I said, on past learning. They're based on past experiences. And sometimes the negative floats by a negative thought floats by you and you choose to let it pass, and sometimes you fixate on it. Because you see, every time a thought enters your mind, you're either strengthening it or you are weakening the thought. Because thoughts become neuropathways. And positivity creates positive neuropathways, negativity creates negative neuropathways. And I'm telling you the truth. It's easier to create negative neural pathways. I mean, I don't have to put any energy into it at all. It just naturally happens. I follow wherever it goes. I add more to the ride. It gets bigger, deeper, and more solid. And tearing down a neural pathway is tough because it's memorized. And you've heard of muscle memory. You've also, we also have mind memory. We have emotional memory all the memory. That's why, you know, anything under the age of 18, we have a tendency to be able to really recall. So we don't always know necessarily, we can't always explain why two plus two equals four, but we just know that it does. We memorized it. So there's so many things that we have memorized. And what happens, you know this, when you were in grade school, junior high, high school, whatever, even now you're going to Give a speech to somebody, what do you do? You attempt to memorize it, which means you repeat it and you think on it over and over and over again until it becomes memory. So when you recognize how powerful this is, that you are drilling and creating grooves in your brain by the way that you think so we want to look at what is the, what does the bible have to say about this whole idea of how we think and what he wants us to think on and what that looks like because this is really powerful when we consider this I and mean, when we have philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 and it says finally brothers whatever is true Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, this does not mean God is telling us to be Pollyanna. That we're just to pretend like everything's great. It means that just as we exercise our body, we exercise our mind. And that we practice thinking on the good things. There's plenty of bad things to think about. But there's a lot of bad things I just simply ignore. If I can't solve it, if there's nothing I can do about it, why think about it? Right? So this is imperative. That there are many things that I just simply choose not to to think on and if you understand that your brain is just like the gps in your car or if you have google maps on on your phone you put a destination in it creates a route the most efficient route actually to get to wherever you want to be and then it offers you prompts so anytime you get off the route it prompts you to get back on So you have to understand, if you've created a neural net, that's a map, and the map then has a destination, and your brain knows how to quickly get to that negative thought, and it's very efficient at getting you there, and you have to practice rerouting your brain and saying, I'm choosing not to think on that. I don't want that information, and delete, delete, ignore, delete. You have to really understand this is being a mental athlete. This is having and wanting and desiring the mind of Christ. Because what happens is when you think on the negative things, when you think on these things, they become reality. The more I think on something, the more it occurs. Because just like a GPS, my brain is going to help me make it happen. So if I think all the time about something negative... My brain is creating a formula, creating a map as to how to make that happen. So if I say to myself, well, nobody likes me, nobody is attracted to me, nobody desires me, then what you will find is the subtle things about your body language, your facial expression, the words you choose, the sentences that you create, the way in which you discourse with someone verbally, is sending the message that you don't like me, that you don't want to be with me, that ultimately you're not attracted to me either. Even without you knowing it, you're giving off what we say, right? We say you're giving off that vibe. So we've said a lot on these shows. I've talked to you a lot about a person's experience of you is really what they remember many times more than the words you choose. But words can create an experience. Because as I'm talking, you are having an experience. You may not remember everything I say, but you're going to remember the experience of the show. This is why it's so imperative that you practice thinking on those things that are noble, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. Anything of excellence. You think on those things you're going to bring a whole different repertoire to the conversation. You'll be leading the conversation in a much different direction when you're thinking on those types of things. You will be avoiding talking about things that people normally do, like falling into gossip, falling into how much we hate what's happening in our country, falling into how miserable you are in your relationship, how much you hate your job. Now, I'm not saying that it's not helpful To get some love and support and sympathy but if that's the only thing i think on and talk about you're going to then attract people that do the same and what's going to happen is you are never going to feel the feelings that you're really wanting to have within your relationships and within in your life how about this second corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 5 it says for the weapons of warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, it's kind of frightening for me to think about the, the thought that God knows everything, I think. It's kind of like the Cynthia Hyatt radio station, right? He just tunes into it, whatever my call numbers are, tune, tunes into it, and he hears my ramblings, my musings, all of my thinking. And it's kind of overwhelming, and I try not to think on it too much because it gets a little overwhelming. I'm thankful for his grace because I don't think he always wants to be listening to what I'm thinking about. I don't even want to always think about and listen to what I'm thinking about. I'm sure you are the same in the same boat. So he's telling us this, not with condemnation, with admonition, with direction, with encouragement, to say, listen, I know how I designed your brain. I'm telling you, don't think on those things. Here's what I want you to think on. That doesn't mean I don't problem solve. It doesn't mean I don't think about, wow, this thing is a negative thing in my life. What do I want to do to change it? How am I going to problem solve? but I want to make sure if I'm addressing those negative things that like we've talked about earlier on in this week, am I on my side? Do I have my own back? What's my relationship with me as I address the problem in my life? Because if I don't have a good relationship with me and I go to address the problem in my life, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to beat myself up and I'm going to focus all the thought on all the bad things, all the ways I'm not succeeding in overcoming. I'm going to be condemning myself which leads into shame whenever that occurs nobody wants to disclose anything that's going on in their life so it's imperative that you recognize when god tells you the design he's wanting you to be very very careful in how you think what you think within many times is created without when you think about God spoke the world into existence this is how powerful words are so what I think creates something without me knowing if I think on something too long has it happened have you noticed that it's where we get that wonderful term a self-fulfilling prophecy that's where that comes from So Psalms 94 verse 19 says, when the cares of my heart are many, my, your consolations cheer my soul. This is a great example. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolation cheers my soul. This is how God is saying. See, this is the psalmist said, when, my hearts are, when, when the cares of my heart are many, what do I do? I think on The Lord, the consolation of who God is, what he has for me, how he feels about me, what he thinks about, where I'm going to spend eternity. And it consoles me. It cheers me. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So I want you to think about your thoughts Because many of us have patterns to the way that we think. Some of them are more clear. Some are more subtle. Some people's thought patterns are directed more at self-recrimination. They're constantly criticizing themselves. They're constantly comparing and contrasting themselves to the world, where they should be, could be, would be, ought to be. What they've done to mess it up. What they're missing out on because they messed it up. And so their, their thoughts are directed more about accusing self being the accuser and we know who the number one accuser of the brethren is, that's Satan so you have to understand, wow when I start accusing me and that's my thought habit is to be accusatory I'm joining the ranks of Satan, I'm helping him I'm doing his job I'm joining in with him I'm listening more to the enemy than I am listening to God Some of us have thought patterns that are maybe what we would say, kind of neurotic. We think in circles. And we are constantly thinking on the same thing and never finding a result. It's kind of like a merry-go-round. And we are rehashing and redoing and undoing. And we are going back in time. And we are going looping on all those mistakes we've made. Looping on all the things that are going to happen all the things that we wish would happen that haven't happened, all those things. And we are constantly thinking on the same things. We kind of can't get off that track. Some of us are really into problem solving. And so we spend all of our time on the coulda, should woulda, if only then. And we are constantly thinking about, well, if they do this, then I'll do that. And if I do this, then they'll do that. And if I did this, then they would have done this. And if I would have done this, I would have had this, and I could have had that if I wouldn't have done this. And so we get stuck in all the, the if-only-thens. And, and some of us get caught up on what everything means. What do they mean by that? Why did they say that? Can I trust that? And we think so much externally, what are they thinking? What are they doing? What are they up to? Why does it work for them? Why, why do they have this? I don't have that. And we do the comparing and the contrasting all the time. So I want you to think about your own mind. Now, some of us do all of these things to certain degrees. But think about what's my habitual way of thinking? What's my fallback? What's the thing I'm always hearing? What's the tape that's always running? In my mind. Am I a good coach to me inside of me? Am I a good mentor? Am I a good friend? Am I showing Christ to myself? It goes back to the me, myself, and I. How do I treat me? What do I think of myself? How do I talk to myself? What do I say about me? If people heard how you could think, what would they think? So I want you to understand the power of thinking. And one of the things that is really imperative in good self-care is your mind. Really being on top of your own internal world. And what you are allowing to say to yourself, to hear about yourself, to think about yourself because once you kind of get that settled once you master that to a certain degree you don't have to think about yourself very much then because then you really can focus on the external world because you have peace within you've got things resolved you're on top of you you're at one with you the triune is working well so think about this Think about those thoughts and the power of words and understanding that like we've talked about before, in less than one tenth of a second of a negative thought, a negative word, you get a wash of stress hormones all through your brain. That's why you want to be very careful how you think. They've studied the human brain people that have a tendency to really struggle with depression and that are also negative thinkers really struggle with hatred and anger and criticism, it actually changes the organic structure of your brain. So go back to this verse, Philippians chapter 4. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, there's anything worthy of praise think about these things what you've learned and received and heard practice these things and the god of peace will be with you See, we can have peace that passes all understanding when we're not caught up in all of what our brain is doing all that incredible activity So care for you, value you, be careful about what you think, practice really good mental hygiene. You'll be amazed at how different your outlook on life is and how much better you handle life stress when you are on top of your own mind. Have a blessed weekend. I'll talk to you next week more about the way you think. Have a blessed day.